Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Hey everyone, here's the last podcast for the Philippian series. Uh, I hope that uh, this series has been enjoyable for you. I've really enjoyed reading it and just thinking about it myself, uh, but it's been really great also to be able to speak on these passages. Uh, This next podcast is on Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. This is the bit where Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, So I hope you enjoy this next and actually this last one from this year. Um, next year, uh, I think I'll keep on going with this. I, I, I set out to record all of my, at least my chapel talks. Uh, and so, uh, I think that I'll do it again. Uh, so, uh, keep an ear out for the first one, um, back for 2020. Uh, otherwise have a good Christmas and a great new year. Uh, so we come to the end of Philippians now. We've been spending all of semester in this book. A book written by Paul uh, as he's in prison. He writes to this church who live in Philippi. And the big overarching theme in this book is this idea of joy. And if you're looking for one word that ought to pop up, uh, it's joy or even the variation of. And so today, as we come to this last little section in actually Philippians chapter 4, we're going to see in verses 4 to 7, one of the most popular verses or famous verses, I think, in the Bible. Uh, And let's just look at this. Verse 4. Uh, It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Hand up if you've heard this verse before. Yeah, it's uh, it's been read at assemblies. You will have heard it uh, in all kinds of situations. Uh, It's quite a popular verse. And we're going to look at it a bit together today. And to get us thinking a little bit, uh, here's a new soccer team in the MacArthur region, the MacArthur FC Bulls. Has anyone signed up to be a member of this club yet? Anyone? Yeah, I've signed up too. So uh, I saw it advertised the other day for 90 bucks. Um, you can get in with this team. Uh, you can sign up and for 90 bucks with this team, you get uh, a brand new shirt uh, plus a bunch of other little extra bits and pieces as well. And you're a foundational member. You're a foundational member for the rest of your life. You will always be classed as the people who were number one with this team, the supporting foundational members. And I went, you know what? I'm not a huge, massive fan of of football. Uh, I have never been to this football code live before, uh, but I'm going to sign up uh, for for this team. Uh, And uh, my sons are really pumped. My wife is even excited for it as well. And so here we are. We're now supporters of the MacArthur FC. What I love about membership, though, is I love the perks that come with being in the team. Uh, is anyone else a member of a different football club or a different team or a different, have a different membership for anything? Is anyone a, a member of anything? Anyone a member of anything? Really? Clothing stores? Yes. Yeah, so who's a member of like some shop and you've got your little membership card, right? So the member benefits, right? So... Um, 
the perks that come with that. So if you're a member of the local Anaconda uh, camping shop, you get like sometimes 25 to 50% off all kinds of things. Uh, and so um, you go in, you flash your card, and then you get that discount applied. Um, has anyone ever been in the in crowd so much so that you've been able to sit in a box seat at a sporting event? Has anyone ever benefited from that before? Uh, we've got like one person. Has anyone ever reaped any sort of benefit from being in with someone in particular? Because you've been with them, you've been allowed just entry into a special zoned off special area only. Yeah? What is it? I'd like to know what is it? What is those special perks? Yeah? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so he got like me and like the rest of my like immediate family like um, free tickets to the uh, Derby. Cool. That's nice. There's another hand up the back. What was your hand up for? Mine was Reggie Kitchen. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad is childhood friends with Mark Lusich, so we've given us like a tickets and stuff. Nice. Great. It's cool, isn't it? When you're when you're on the inside or you're on the, the inner circle, you know? You know that, what's that movie called? Meet the Fockers? Uh, and, the, and the dad is like, here's our family. Uh, and you want to be inside the family. At the moment, you are outside of the family. Uh, and so the idea is for him to get in. The thing is that this verse is good. And I don't know if you've realized that. But, but this verse that we're looking at, there's a very important word in verse 4 that is often overlooked. All too often we look at this verse and we say, rejoice in the Lord always, I'll say it again, rejoice. And we go, wow, this is all just about rejoicing. Woohoo! I just have to be happy and I have to be joyful. But, but the word that is really important here is the little word in. And it says rejoice in the Lord. You see, Paul is reminding the Philippians that they are with Jesus. And because they are with Jesus, they have a wonderful resurrection. And no matter the bad things that happen... The, the turmoil or the frustrations that they face, they can still yet, what's the word? Rejoice. Because they are in with Jesus, so they can rejoice. And so therefore, he doesn't just say it once, but he says it twice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Ah, oh, well done. Good crowd participation. Rejoice. And he continues on, right? And he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. How good is it to know that God is near, that the Lord is near and the Lord has in fact come near. And we've seen the Lord come near in the Jesus Christ, right? Jesus has come, he's come near, he has walked, he has talked, he has died, he has risen again. He has been near, but he remains near as well. God is not far off and distant. God is with us and the Bible teaches us that he is with us by his spirit. The Lord is near. And so the confidence is God's people, because they are in the Lord, they can continue to live on in the Lord, rejoicing. And verse 6, here's another popular verse. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Hand up if you've heard that verse before. Yeah, this is the go-to verse. Maybe somebody's written this on a card for you just before your HSC exams. Has anyone ever had that before? Maybe you've had a teacher read it to you in your house tutor. Maybe you've heard Mr. O'Connor himself, our headmaster, actually read this out at speech night. I'm fairly certain it's been in his speech at least last year. Maybe not last the year before, but definitely I think the year before that. 
Uh, this is a really good verse that people love because it's, it's a good reminder that, that we don't have to be anxious about anything, but actually, instead of being anxious, we can present our prayers and requests to God. The thing is, though, I find this a bit strange because as soon as he says, do not be anxious, the problem is I sort of start to feel a bit anxious about not being anxious. It's hard to be told not to be anxious when sometimes you just can't help but be anxious. It's sort of like if I say, don't think of a purple elephant, what did you just think of? You just thought of a purple elephant. And so here's Paul and he says, do not be anxious about anything. And you go, initially, you might go, yeah, okay, I'm not going to be anxious about anything. But as hard times come and as you're faced with difficulties... You go, I don't need to be anxious. I should not be anxious, but I'm anxious and I can't stop being anxious about it. But actually, what Paul means is get the balance right when it comes to anxiety. The reality is anxiety is going to come and anxiety drives you to do things. Anxiety makes you make a change. Anxiety gets your adrenaline running so that you might be able to fight the bear, right? That's why it's there, so that you can survive in this world. If you're not anxious about anything, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. If you're not anxious about anything, you're not going to do your best. You're not going to try hard. But the balance that Paul is getting across here is don't just be anxious. Don't just go, oh, well, I'm just anxious and that's the way that it is. Paul is saying you're in the Lord. The Lord is near. And so therefore, don't just be anxious, but in every situation, pray. In every situation, he says, he doesn't just say in some He doesn't just say in the really big, hard moments. He doesn't just say when you're about to face an exam, send up a quick little arrow pair up to God. He doesn't just say when you're looking for a car spot in MacArthur Square at Christmas time, go, dear Lord, please help me find a car parking spot today. He's talking about every situation that you feel anxiety, pray. By prayer and petition. I love that idea about petition. In other places of the Bible, we hear about how we can be audacious to God in the way that we pray. Audacious as in we can be bold and a little bit forceful in the way that we pray. Like knocking on someone's door in the middle of the night and asking for a cup of sugar because you've got someone special coming to your house for breakfast in the morning and you want to make them a special cake for some celebration. And so in the middle of the night, you're like, I need sugar. I've got no sugar. The shops are closed. I'm going to go and knock on the door of my neighbor and make a request for this sugar. Well, for us, we can be like that with God. We can be audacious with God in our prayers about anything that we're feeling anxious about girls. Anything. By prayer and petition. But also we can pray with thanksgiving. We know that God hears us when we pray. That he is not far off and distant, but he is near and he listens. And so we can pray knowing that he's going to hear us. The hard thing is sometimes when we pray for things, we don't necessarily get the answer that we think that we want. But instead, this verse tells us that as we present our request to God, verse 7, it tells us what we will get. You see what it says? It's verse 7. After you present your prayers and petitions with thanksgiving, you're presenting them to God. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Just because you want a Ferrari, it doesn't mean you're going to get a Ferrari, right? Just because you send a prayer to God, it doesn't mean that God's going to be like a genie and click his fingers and give you exactly what you want. 
But instead, as you pray, you know that the Lord is near and that you are in him. And so because you are in him and the Lord is near, you can present those things to God, knowing that God's got your back. And so therefore, the peace of God, that is better than anything that you can ever understand. That's what it means, which transcends all understanding. The peace of God, which is better than all the understanding in the world, will actually guard your hearts. That's what's going to bring you peace. That's what's going to soothe your anxiety. Knowing that there is a God who has come near, a God who has called you to himself, a God who has called you for resurrection one day. And so therefore, as you live in this world and face all kinds of hard things, year 11, you know that God is near and he can help you and he will help you in the best way possible. And so be peaceful in him. Let peace of God rule in your hearts. This is a really great way for Paul to finish this letter. Paul's writing this letter, don't forget, not from an island beach resort. Paul is writing this letter from prison. If anyone's got reason for anxiety, it's him. And yet he writes about anxiety as he finishes this letter to these Christians and urging them to continue to live with joy in the Lord Jesus Christ. Year 11, the same can be said to you as well. You know about the risen Lord Jesus Christ. You know why he has come. You know what he has done for you. And so rejoice in the Lord always. Year 11, don't be anxious about anything. But by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God will rule you, will rule your heart, will guard your hearts. You've got so much ahead of you in this life. Not just the HSC. Sure, that's a big deal, right? And it's an important deal that you should pay attention to. But there's so many things that, yes, you will face and yes, you will struggle with and yes, you will feel anxiety with. But the encouragement that you have here is that if you are with Jesus, you don't just be anxious. You respond to the anxiety that you have by turning to the God of the universe. And so, year 11 today, the big question is, are you in the Lord? Are you in the Lord? Don't just know about Jesus, but be found in Jesus. And if you are in the Lord, are you active in your faith? Do you trust in God? Do you present your prayers and requests to Him? Knowing that He can be near you and He will guard your heart. Year 11, I hope that this Christmas, as you have break with your family and your friends, as you rest that you will remember that Christmas is all about the baby Jesus who was born. The baby Jesus who was born so that you could live. The baby Jesus who was born so that you could pray about all things and not be anxious. The baby Jesus who was born so that you can have resurrection. And I hope that you would rejoice in him always. Let's pray today. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you that we've been able to think about the book of Philippians this semester together. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would challenge us uh, to be found in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord and Saviour. Lord, uh, if we are found in you and if we are in the Lord, Lord, I pray that you would help us to rely on you for all things. Uh, In moments of anxiety and stress and worry, help us to cast our cares on you, knowing that uh, you love us and you care for us. Uh, And Lord, I pray that you'd help these guys to not forget the things that they've learnt here at Broughton this year, um, whether it's things in the classroom or whether it's things about... Um, themselves, whether it's things about you and your word. 
I pray that you'd help them to apply the things that they know, uh, the things that they believe. Lord, keep us safe this Christmas holiday and bring us uh, back together again at the beginning of 2020 for a great new year together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's Word about how He has loved us and how He has saved us and who He calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.